Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful helpful with the magic of eye planner it tells you day to day what's going on in the sky it's telling you what the moon is doing it's telling you what phase it's in it and it also has the optimum times life guide where basically every single day they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself and it doesn't only have information about a astrology this year they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets which i absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things and just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier and aside from having all this incredible information about astrology it's basically like a quick start astrology guide so even if you're a total beginner. You can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses. And they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for icecube.com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals. There's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Um, We took a little break with the podcast, um, if you couldn't tell, over um, the Christmas period, and now we are back. And on my YouTube channel, I posted a few mindset, mindset shifts for the new year, and I also posted like a new, a little like releasing and calling in ritual on there. So I'm not going to go too much into any like New Year's rituals or goal setting or anything like that on this episode because um, yeah, you should just go watch those vlogs if you want like a bit more of a rundown of how I'm sort of goal setting in the new year or like new mindset shifts that really helped me with just manifesting an incredible year. Um, I also just want to remind everyone that I am taking hypnotherapy clients. So basically, sometimes people are like, well, what can I use hypnotherapy for? What's it like? So basically, I help you get into your subconscious mind and we uncover what are the blocks, what's stopping you from creating exactly what you want in your life and what's getting in the way of that. Where did it start? And we release those old beliefs and 
we do some clearing out and we replace those with new empowering beliefs. So you can easily call in what you're working on. And some of the results that people see is um, sometimes they just notice how they feel about the situation totally changes or all of a sudden if they weren't motivated, it's a lot easier to start taking action or they start seeing something in their outward reality that was really different to how it was before. So if you're really feeling called to just like clear out those subconscious blocks, like start working on your New Year's goals, we'd love to work with you. There is a link in the show notes where you can book in or if you have some questions or even just want to book in a quick coffee chat, you can send me a message over on Instagram at kim.acrig and we can chat about how I can help you. So this episode I really wanted to talk about how to get out of your comfort zone. Because I think the underlying thing of a lot of the questions I get asked or um, the things that come up for people when they are trying to create a business is it takes a lot of you doing things that you've never done before. And like, there's always that quote that it's like, if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something that you've never done. And most of the time for us doing something that we've never done before, it requires getting uncomfortable. It requires doing something we've never done. We are really like, we're sort of almost raised in society like to really, from such a young age, we're really indoctrinated to we have to ask for permission to do things. Like you have to ask for permission to go to the bathroom when you're in school. You have to ask for permission if you can have a snack. And I think sometimes that really carries over into our conditioning as an adult because we can be a little bit like, oh, like who am I to go and do that thing? Or I don't know how to do that thing. And the most, the beautiful thing about being alive at this time is like we have an unprecedented access to information. Like we have access to information in a way that we never have had before. And the thing is at some point is you just have to be the person who decides that like you're going to go out there and go and do that. And I think it's like balancing that, like, um, like that, like the not asking permission and going out to do things like absolutely, but also in the same sense, like being mindful of like, <laughs> I think right now the thing that really is coming to mind is one of the trends I really saw this year is like everybody wants to be a coach on Instagram. Everybody wants to have a coaching business. And like, I'll be frank, a lot of these people are like not qualified to coach you. Like one, because they either don't have a methodology or they're just trying to tell you like what worked from their experience or they're like, oh, I read a few books and now I feel like I can coach somebody on X, Y, Z, or they're not staying in their lane and they're really like overstepping the boundaries of what they should be coaching people within. And I think like to that, I say like definitely you need to balance being qualified to help people in the way that you want to help people, but also like I think sometimes it's funny because the people who are the most qualified or like the most um, able to help someone, they really end up almost second guessing themselves so much more. And I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but it's like there's the Dunning's-Kruger effect where it's basically like the more you, the less you know about something, like the more confident you are. And it's really funny because like one of the things I especially noticed in like going to university is like, the more I study the mind and like psychology and all of those things, it's like the more I realize I, I know absolutely nothing. And like, that's okay. It doesn't mean that like I can't 
not help people. Of course, I can still help people, but it's like having that awareness that there is still so much that I want to learn and that I need to learn. And I think sometimes, especially in the coaching industry, um, there's a lot of people on Instagram who they like read a couple books or like they maybe did like a little short course or something. And all of a sudden they think they're like qualified to help people move through things that they're really not qualified to help people through. So yeah, I think it's like saying it with, um, I guess like with the, the intention of like, we always need to be balancing things. Like it's like, yes, go out, get out of your comfort zone, go and do things that scare you a little bit, but also be like mindful of working in a way that's like ethical to like what you're trying to do to help people with. But going back to what I was talking about before, getting out of your comfort zone. So I think there is definitely like a lot to be said for um, like small gradual steps can actually be a lot more effective than trying to go from zero to a hundred. Um, because it's like, sometimes we set these big goals for ourselves, and it's just like, so out of the realm of possibility for the mind. And I think on the flip side of getting out of your comfort zone is a lot of the time people are like, I want to feel more confident. But the thing is like confidence really only comes from having done something multiple times successfully before. So when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone, it's really like, okay, like what's one small step that I can take towards what I'm trying to do? Like it doesn't always have to be something huge. And I spoke about this a little bit in an Instagram post and how around this time of year, it's like everyone's posting like a highlight reel of all the incredible things they did this year. And I was sort of going through my camera roll. And I was like, you know what, I feel like I didn't really have lots of big outward moments of success. Like, yeah, I, I got like a couple awards and stuff for uni and like doing well. And like, yeah, I got the grades that I wanted. But from the outside perspective, it was like, I was kind of just doing a lot of the same. Like I was going to school, I was doing my inner work, I was going to dance class, I was seeing my partner, I was seeing my friends, but that it was kind of like rinse and repeat. And it's kind of acknowledging that sometimes life is going to be like that. Because like the honestly, like the next three or four years for me until I finish my degree, it kind of is like that at the moment, like it all my time and energy is focused around like university and doing well. So it's like, there's not going to be a ton of like pictures of me doing things in the outside world. Cause I've been very introverted the last, like really since I started university. But the thing is, is like the getting out of your comfort zone thing. It doesn't always have to be a big outward thing is what I'm trying to say is that like, it can be small incremental things that you're doing within yourself to challenge yourself that are different than what you did before. And I think it's really like, it's good to know where the edge of your comfort zone is, because then you can know like how to push just a little bit past it. Like, if you're if you don't know where the edge of your comfort zone is, then it's like, how can you look for the next step? And so it's kind of like, I think there's so much value in just increasing that like window of tolerance to what you're doing in like incremental steps and knowing that it's probably not going to look like a huge breakthrough on the outside. This is like a good thing too, because I think we really live in a world that like glamorizes like big breakthroughs or like, let's just take like Tony Robbins as an example. And like, this isn't to shit on Tony or anything. Like, I think he definitely has a lot of information that is very valuable and is helpful to people. But the thing is, is like people go to those workshops 
and they have maybe these big shifts or breakthroughs at the workshop. And then once they get home, a lot of the time it doesn't stick. So it's like, um, and I think the reason for this is because like, when you have like a big breakthrough or something shifts like for you a lot in a moment, like it can be hard to bring up that level of intensity of that breakthrough of that moment, like every day through your entire life. Like we just don't exist like that. Like small gradual shifts towards something different can be a lot more effective and a lot more sustainable because you're not going like so far out of the realm of like what's familiar. Because sometimes if you go for something too unfamiliar or like too big then it's like the mind hates the unfamiliar it doesn't like it and so it's going to do a lot to try and bring you back into balance and like keep you in something that is familiar to you so I think it's really important and valuable to really notice like okay like what are small incremental steps that I can take and like know that you don't have to be doing it in every single area of your life like you can pick one area and be like okay in this one area like for me it feels really uncomfortable the idea of like showing up in a video on my Instagram stories or like posting more about myself or um like these are just like small examples of something where it's like okay well like what's a small shift that you can take towards making that easier for yourself or how can you make that happen and then when you kind of like reach that like edge and you've pushed just slightly past it then it's like okay we'll keep going like at that level until that feels like so comfortable for you that you're like okay I can't even imagine how like that was not comfortable for me at some point in time and then you can kind of look for the next thing to do and I think this is a lot more sustainable because like yeah maybe from the outside it's not going to look like you're having like these huge big leaps and bounds but it's more important about how things feel to you internally and what becomes sustainable sustainable for you to do over time because the thing is is like if you go and do one big scary thing once and then you never do it again because it was too much or it was too scary or you just like your nervous system wasn't ready for it then sometimes I think it's like you can almost like scare yourself off of ever doing that thing again but when you have like slow consistent steps over time to show yourself that you can do things and just kind of keep pushing that window of what feels comfortable for yourself and you keep doing it over time you also give your mind evidence that like oh look i can go and do this thing or i can go and make these changes but i think sometimes it's like yes we want to go out there and do hard things but also when we're doing those hard things i always like to ask myself like how can i support myself as much as possible in going and doing this thing because i think sometimes like we really we like glamorize the struggle a lot um like just as an example like i think of like the starving artist archetype and it's like people are like oh like you just have to like quit your job and just figure out a way to make your art career work and i'm like sure, maybe for some people, that's the right option. But I think for a lot of people, that would be like, so dysregulating for your nervous system, and you would feel so insecure, and you would feel so unsafe, because you didn't feel like you had like a consistent income. So you wouldn't actually be supporting yourself in doing that, like that wouldn't be the thing to help you get out of your comfort zone, as much as you possibly could. So instead of like quitting your job and going and becoming an artist, and then really having to struggle with maybe whatever that would happen. And like you being in that place of struggle isn't really going to help you. Like it's too big a jump, if that makes sense. And I think, of course, like you have to 
listen to yourself and you have to acknowledge like for some people, some things are going to be right. And for other people, other things are going to be right. So this is where you really need to tap into that intuition to know. But I think the most important thing is like realizing that it's like if you just take those small little steps to get out of your comfort zone and say like, maybe you're like, oh, I'll price my art like this or Kitty is meowing in the background because she wants to be on the podcast too. She's got something to say on this as well. Yes, she does. Um, sorry. And so she like going back to that artist example, it's like you need to really be being like, okay, what's this next small step that I can do? Like, okay, maybe it's like charging someone this amount. Maybe it's charging someone this amount for doing something. Maybe it's reaching out to these people. And so like, instead of it being like a huge giant thing where you're like, I quit my job and now I'm an artist. And then the next moment you're like, oh wow, I'm really struggling and this is really stressful. And then it just puts you in a state of stress, which isn't conducive to creating. It's so much more advantageous to be like taking those tiny continual steps to get out of your comfort zone. So it's really, it's not about like doing the huge things that look, look good and flashy to other people on the outside. It's really about the small consistent steps towards what you're working towards. And the next thing really that really is helpful when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone. And I think you're going to know this already when I say it, you're not going to be surprised that I'm telling you this, but it's like, you need to work on your mindset. You need to work on your subconscious beliefs. You need to work on your, like your level of internal self-worth. Because the thing is, is if you have a low subconscious level of self-worth, whatever you do is going to be reflected back to you in that. So and like right now, we're not talking about like, I think sometimes manifestation can sort of gloss over a few certain things where they're like, just think about it and then you're going to have it. And it's like, no, not really. Like you, you manifest things from like how worthy you feel of having that thing. So the key to really being able to get out of your comfort zone is a feeling of deep self-worth and like safety within yourself. Because if you have that and you have that solid foundation and you know you're worthy of whatever you want to achieve, then it's going to be so much easier to show up and do the things that you need to do. And this is something my clients see all the time. It's like when we work on a specific issue it's like the way they feel about doing the actions that they need to do and the reactions that those actions have are completely different and this is why the subconscious work is so powerful because when you're operating from like a bias of belief that something is just either like not going to work out for you or things never work out for you or like people always choose someone else for that opportunity or like why would they choose you then that is really the energy and frequency of what you're putting out but that's also how you start showing up as so it's like you can't address getting out of your comfort zone to go and work on your goals without addressing your subconscious beliefs about what you're creating and also like how worthy you feel of the thing like your subconscious really controls like roughly 80% of your behavior. So imagine it's like you have your conscious mind. It's going around like it thinks it's running the show, but it's really not. Like it's the part that's thinking, it's sort of interfacing with the world. It's like thinks it's making decisions. But the thing is, is like it's very easy to become distracted, especially if you're tired, if you have a lot on your plate, if there's a lot of other things going on. And when that happens, your brain switches to subconscious programming. It's kind of like 
when you're tired and you're driving home and maybe you had like a podcast on or like next thing you know, you're like, whoa, like 10 minutes have gone by. The podcast has said something and I don't even know what it said. And also I'm suddenly at my house. How did this happen? That's your subconscious programming. And so it doesn't just happen when you're driving your car. It happens with how you're showing up, how you're taking action, how you react to people. So that's why it's like to really get out of your comfort zone, you need to be addressing the subconscious beliefs that are creating your entire reality and are dictating how you're going to show up moment to moment. And when you finally address those, you're going to find that like, it's almost like changing your operating system where it's like before you were assuming one thing was going to happen and it would show up and you're instead almost changing it. So you're like presupposing a different reality. And through presupposing that different reality, you allow for different things to show up in your reality. So just as an example of this, it's like, imagine you like get up on the wrong side of the bed one day and you're like, that's it. Like today is going to be awful. Nothing's going to work for me. And then all of a sudden, like it starts this chain of events where it seems like nothing is working out for you because that's what you're training your mind to focus on. So it's like your mind is always just trying to show you what you believe. So if you go out there and you're like, oh, like, of course, this bad thing would happen to me, this always happens to me, then your mind is going to be trained to focus on those things. There is so much stimulus happening in the world around you all the time. And so it's really on your mind to like filter out things that it deems unimportant or like that don't support your belief system. Because if you had to really pay attention to everything that was happening all the time, like you would feel like your butt sitting on the chair, you would feel your clothing on you, you would be overstimulated. So that's why it's really important to be showing your mind, like, this is what we want to focus on. Like, of course, things always work out for me. Like, of course, this is going to work in my favor. Like, if I didn't get the thing that I thought that I wanted, it means something is better is coming for me. And sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds really Pollyanna and blah, blah, blah. Like, how you know that's true? And it's like, well, you can say the same for the other side, though. Like, if you're like, well, how do I know that it's always going to work out? You could be like, well... Like you can, you can believe both sides. It's the same amount of effort. It's just, you have to decide which one is going to be more supportive for you and your goals and like getting out of that comfort zone and creating whatever it is that you want to create. So I hope this is helpful for you and like gives you some tangible tips that you can take away. Like the biggest thing I would think is like, just write down a list of like, just do some journaling and ask your mind like, hey, like if I knew what to do, like what are the 10 next things that would make sense to do? And just write it down and then start working on that list. And the thing it's I find really helpful is like to take your opinion of those things out of the thing. So in the past, if there's been something and I'm like, I really need to do this and I'm scared or it feels uncomfortable, I don't really want to do it. I like, I take my opinion out of it and be like, okay, like I don't have any feelings about this. I'm just going to go and do it. And then also realizing that to get out of your comfort zone, it really only takes a few seconds of bravery. And so realizing that you're like, you know what, this is such a small amount of time out of my whole entire day, out of my whole entire life. I only need to be brave and courageous for this next like 30 seconds or whatever it is that it takes for you to maybe like send an email you are afraid about or 
whatever it is. And when you kind of zoom out and look at it that way, you're like, oh, well, of course I can be brave for 20 seconds and all I have to do is like press send on that email. Or of course I can be, it's like breaking it down into small little things that seem manageable and then being like, I don't need to attach the outcome. I don't need to have an opinion about it. I don't need to like attach emotion or a story to what I'm doing. I just need to like do the thing in the moment. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I hope this is helpful for you. I hope this is making sense. But it's just like, yeah, breaking it down into like little actionable things that you can do that aren't so far out of like what, like it's not so far past the edge of what feels comfortable for you that you're like going to have that much resistance to it. It's really just like widening that, that window tolerance of what you're able to do. And then also just like working on making sure like you believe that you're worthy of having the things that you want to have. And then also just like assuming the best of situations, assuming that everything works out for you. And this is really just having like a positive mindset around things and knowing that like it's just as much effort to create a story about things never working out for you as it is to create a story about everything always works out for you. And like just see how that shifts how you feel about the things. So I hope this episode was helpful for you and I will speak to you soon.